0: Welcome to this podcast on innovation, presented to you by ING, recorded in the ING Café during the FinTech Conference Money 2020 in Amsterdam.
1: Welcome to the ING Café at the Rye in Amsterdam. And this is where Europe's biggest FinTech event called Money 2020 is taking place. There's a, a circus theme and it's uh, they, they say it's the biggest FinTech show on earth and I would like you to join me at our table, here at this this is an Amsterdam style cafe, and we wanna have a talk with some of the biggest names that are walking these halls. So together with ING, we're gonna make sure that you're not gonna miss a thing. My name is Daniel Frankel and I'll be your host. I'm a lecturer in Consultancy and Change at the Rotterdam Business School, and I myself am a FinTech Luddite. And joining us now uh, here in the buzz of the ING cafe at Money 2020 is Anne Cairns. And Anne is the recently appointed vice chairman of MasterCard. Welcome, Anne.
0: Thank you so much. It's great to be here in Amsterdam. Well, I used to live here, so it's a nice homecoming. Oh, really? When did you live here? I lived here between 2002 and 2005 when I worked for ABN Amro. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm.
1: Lovely. As for the show, uh, we're here at the ING Café. And as I, I walked in, I saw the MasterCard Pavilion. Uh, it's all a circus event, and, and you've dressed up. Everything is dressed up as a circus theme. And MasterCard has what's called Startup City.
0: Yes, it, um, it looks like something a little bit out there in the Wild West, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that's quite appropriate for the theme. And, um, and of course, we, we have our booth here with so many of our innovations, which is very exciting.
1: Why would you focus on, the, on specifically the startup idea?
0: Somebody asked me earlier, how does a big global network like MasterCard actually stay at the forefront of technology? And I said it's because we actually work with startups all over the world, and we connect up to them through our APIs, um, and we allow everyone to come in and join us and give us ideas.
1: It's (laughs) counterintuitive, somewhat.
0: I don't think so, because I think as a network, that's our role, to actually connect it with partners and players of all types around the world. And, um, and that's what makes us so attractive in the startup world. Yeah. Uh,
1: they say the future of money is being created here. Um, so what is the future of money?
0: Well, I think that the future is that... Um, We move into a world of many connected devices and the friction of using things like cash starts to disappear. And we're able to connect our money much more to our data and understand how we're living our everyday lives. And I think that's part, a big part of the future.
1: Will we be even thinking about the word money in the same way in 10 or 20 years time?
0: It's an interesting question, very esoteric. I, you know, I think there must be a measure of worth in the future, and and money has been that measure for many years. So perhaps the word will be retained, Mm. but we'll probably think about it contextually in a different way.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, MasterCard's been involved with this show since 2012, I saw, if I'm not mistaken. Right. That's sponsoring for the last three years. Um, why Why is it so important to MasterCard as a company, The show?
0: The show. Um, I think the show is important because... This is a place where people get together and they share their latest ideas. And that's why this ING Amsterdam Cafe we're in is such a good idea, because it's a meeting of the minds. Many people are um, competing in uh, the the global world on a day-to-day basis, but in these shows, there's um, more openness to connect and to talk about things that you could do together. Um, and I think that's very positive because that's the way technology works.
1: And FinTech is is a, a big catch-all kind of word. Yeah. What do you see as being the focused themes that are emerging under this umbrella of, of FinTech?
0: Well, I think there's a number of themes. I think, first of all, there's a theme about data. There's a theme about big data, the way the world's working. There's a theme about artificial intelligence and how your data can be used to identify who you are. and That can be used to protect you. I think there's a theme around privacy around data, certainly here in Europe with with the new privacy laws, um, which are very interesting, actually. One of the things that I heard recently, GDPR is the name for the privacy laws. And someone said it's a bit... It's a bit like the Roman numeral, uh, Roman SPQR. Yes. yes. Yeah, which kind of <laughs> stood for, we know it stands for the people in the Senate of Rome, but what it really stood for in the minds of the Romans were Roman civic rights. And the new privacy laws in Europe are akin to the European citizens' rights yeah. to actually have control of their data, have control of their lives, and be able to give consent to the use. So I, I thought that was a very interesting parallel. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of discussion about that, about open banking, um, and uh, and then all of the ways that we're going to interact with each other in the
1: future. So you mentioned privacy laws. How, how are they at this point impacting MasterCard? specifically
0: we um, we hold anonymized data so for instance i don't know your name or where you live or your bank account information all i know about you if you use a mastercard is the 16 digit number on your card so we've been in an anonymized data world for a long time and we, therefore, create trends from big data. What are people spending on? Where are people flying from and to? Which is very useful data for many people. Um, and so, from our perspective, we're compliant with the privacy laws. But the privacy laws have caused us to think one stage further. And we've actually created a new company called Truata, based in Dublin, And we've created this with IBM. And this company is a trust. And it allows companies who hold data which is not private to actually put their data into this trust and allow that trust to cleanse it for them and take all of that non-private data away and be able to perform analytics on the anonymized data. So, you see, this is something taking um, a regulation and creating a new business model from it.
1: When you mention the word data and the word trust in the same sentence, Uh I think of recent scandals that have been happening Uh with Cambridge Analytica and and others. Is there a special uh, communication that needs to be offered to your customers now to regain trust? in some ways
0: well it's interesting that you mentioned communication because i don't know about you but i'm waking up every morning and i'm receiving emails from all over the world people that i have apparently allowed to send me messages in the past and now because i'm a european citizen they're asking can i continue to send you those messages Um, as mastercard we haven't been in the position this position because of the The reason that I told you before, that we're not holding your personal data, except where expressly, for example, maybe for a reward program or maybe to use priceless cities, you've given consent, in which case we would be doing that as well. But I think that... um, You know, it hasn't changed our business model, but it is changing the world. I'm sure. It is changing the world about people, how people are interacting. And I don't think that it's going to be limited to Europe. It's not. No. It's going to move all over the world. And that's not a bad thing. I think because it is giving the power back to the individual. Um, I'm also going to continue my focus on inclusion around the world, using our innovation to bring more people into the financial system. So,
1: What does inclusion mean in that context?
0: For me, inclusion uh, means not just bringing people into the financial system and giving them the, the access and the security of being able to make payments digitally, but also um, involving them in things which would include their growth because once you actually give people a digital identity and they're able to say who they are, um, and in places like Africa, you know, if you're a woman, often you're not registered at birth. You don't have a birth certificate. You don't have a driver's license. You don't have any means of saying who you are. Then um, I think once you start with that ability to say, "This is who I am," and be able to con- connect up with other people in the world, you have the opportunity then to be able to create a track record for yourself that says, "I'm a reliable person, I'm worth lending to, I would like to open a small business, please give me a micro loan." All of these things become possible in this space. Um, so I think it's a very broad definition of inclusion. Um, It can be, you know, non-financial to start with. It starts with digital identity, um, but then it can move to a whole plethora of things that would be open to you that maybe weren't before.
1: I'll go out there on this question just a little yeah, bit, yes, but, but, please but do. As, as you're speaking about digital identity and, and, and I think of, of, of national identity, but are we going to be superseding national identity with, with digital identity?
0: In some cases, we may be digitizing national identity. You know, that's been happening across India for some years. Um, I think that practically everywhere in the world, there are things that people do that are common. For example... Many governments give their citizens um, benefits. Many um, farmers receive farming subsidies, whether you're in Holland or you're in Africa, and um, and also um, many people pay rent. But it, it, you know, it's all occurring in a cash-based economy. And while you can't track it, then. It doesn't necessarily work out well for the person receiving the money. In fact the money sometimes doesn't get to the people who need it most. So I think the idea that you can identify someone and that you can use biometrics to say this is this right person and by the way allow them to generate data about themselves that gives them the benefits of moving into the financial system, for example, getting loans, getting insurance, um, is something that's very important.
1: And I have a sneaking feeling that Mastercard may play a role.
0: <laughs> yes, we've been we've been working with a lot of governments around the yeah. world to actually get connected up. Working with biometric companies, um, we've been working with big partners, um, for example Unilever, um, to uh, and and local banks to connect up merchants so they can manage their supply chain. Merchants being small to medium-sized businesses in places like. Kenya and Uganda and so on. Um, so yes, we have a we have a big role to play in this space.
1: Many consumers are going to see Mastercard as a legacy credit card brand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you in the midst of reinventing yourself? You know, I, we we really
0: hope that we've been reinvented ourselves by now. But this is a great question. We have always been a technology company. What we are is a big network that moved money and data around the world and the, the plastic the card was just a front-end manifestation of that for many years and now of course that's moving to mobile or it's moved into your computer or it's in your iPad it's uh, it's integral to Facebook to Google to Apple to to you know Moving through the London Underground and, in, you know, being able to talk to a ticket uh, to machines that allow you to tap through, to go through the barrier. So, we are a fintech company, yeah. um, and and so the idea that we're an old credit card company, I hope, is fading fading away I think it is yeah
1: I think that the symbol I wonder about the symbol of that plastic card
0: right well I mean it's great that you mentioned symbols because we actually looked at this and we did a lot of research around the world and uh, we went to different geographies and we showed people an orange or red and yellow circle and we said what does that mean With the words on, without the words on. And uh, they said, that's MasterCard. So we said, "Mm, that's good. It was over 80% brand recognition, um, unaided, if you like. And then we took the colour out of the circles and we just showed a Venn diagram, basically, two overlapping circles. What's that? The same. It's MasterCard. So we thought, it's great because we actually have a symbol and we can take the words out and this symbol becomes something which people recognize as a really safe and secure way to move money around the world that's accepted everywhere um, that gives zero liability and you know they know what it is and it could sit on your phone and you feel the same about it. So it's nice to have a symbol mm. in this day and age. It, it fits with icons and you know emojis, emojis, and so on.
1: And that symbol does transcend the card.
0: It transcends. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: The the credit card was, of course, you could say, the original mobile payment system. Mm-hmm. And and now there's a lot of others.
0: Yes. Yes. Do yes.
1: You, do you feel as though the the new systems are nipping nipping at your toes?
0: Well, we, we don't really because uh, most of the u- new systems actually use our network. They use our rails because we're connected up to something like 50 million endpoints and 27,000 banks around the world. It's not easy to recreate that infrastructure. So when you use, for example, Apple Pay, it's actually MasterCard, if you're using a MasterCard on Apple Pay, It's actually us that are processing that payment we're moving the money around and so on Um, and uh, and we actually feel that we feel by the way that cards will exist for a long time in the future I don't know whether you use for example the London underground I do quite quite a few days of my life and it's very easy to walk through the barriers and just tap your card there's no latency you're not worried about your telephone signal um, all of that. So the technology works in an offline and an online situation as well. And I think that's very important. Sometimes when you're sitting in a 4G world here in Amsterdam, it's hard to remember that in other parts of the world, you know, the, the telecommunications structure can be so slow. So and
1: Thinking about other parts of the world, there's very much within this show also. The big players in the East are making are making a lot of news. Yes. And we're talking about Tencent. We're yes. talking about Alibaba. Yeah. Um, I read that mobile payments uh, in China totaled nine trillion in 2016 and those mm-hmm. numbers pretty much dwarf the US numbers, the European numbers. Yeah. Um, how do we look at an East West perspective in terms of the leadership of, of mobile payments?
0: It's that's a great question. You know, I go to China about four times a year. I've just recently been and, uh, and, of course, China has been really closed in terms of uh, allowing companies to come in and operate in their environment. Um, and as a result of that, the, the Chinese players just dominate their domestic market in an absolutely huge way. Um, and they're very good companies. I mean, I, you know, I th- popped in to see um, Alibaba um, last year when I was over. Uh, in Hangzhou Um, and their technology is impressive but you know it's an interconnected world, and you, you have to be able to operate not just in China, but also outside China, and that's becoming more and more important as the number of people traveling to and from China is increasing every year. And I think that um, the future is about openness, and if you listen to Xi Jinping, he talked in Davos last year about openness and connectedness. Um, And I think the Chinese players will play an important role in the future of um, payments around the world, but I think um, also it's important for everyone to connect up and work together. And we work, by the way, with Alibaba, and we work with Tencent. Um, But of course, we would also love the opportunity to be able to work domestically in China, and that hasn't happened yet. You know, we're interested in real world problems, that we can take part in and help with. That's why we're interested in inclusion. Um, So I'm really looking forward to continue working for the company and getting engaged with all of our partners around the world to really just make this a more interesting, more innovative, more connected, and a better place for everyone.
1: And Karen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, it's been a great conversation.
0: I've enjoyed it interested in who else joined us in the ing cafe during money 2020 you can find all the podcasts on ing.com or at bnr.nl slash money 2020